Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is episode 113 with Ginger Kern. Today's episode is brought to you by Fiverr.com. I love these guys. Fiverr.com gives you instant access to millions of creative and professional services from people who love what they do. So if you ever need to get your work done and you have limited time or budget, these are the people to get it done. In fact, this podcast was created by many things from Fiverr. The intro and outro music, Fiverr.com. The logo for UID Media, Fiverr.com. A lot of the editing that I've done with the podcast has also been from Fiverr.com. So if you're looking for people to, to really help out with your internet marketing, help you improve your search engine optimization, and a host of various other things, all you need to do is search through the wide variety of talent and find the best seller for you. Make an order in one click and you're done. It's easy to get your work done on time and under budget. With over 150 categories of services offered, you will always find what you're looking for. I mean, there's literally everything that you can find there. I've seen people go sell ads or even stuff like tattoos um, on there. So you never know what you can find, but it's always great promo free stuff. Sign up to Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Use promo code NOMADS and get 20% off your first purchase. Fiverr.com, any digital service in just one click. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxit. Welcome, everybody. Today I have with me Ginger Kern, and she's the founder of the Travels Mindset, and she's also a coach and publisher. She does many, many uh, interesting things. She coaches globally minded thinkers around the world to bring on their big ideas and passion projects to life. Um, and as far as publishing, she publishes market books for the Center of Integral Wisdom on Global Ethics and Human Conscious Evolution. Welcome to the show, Ginger. Thank you, Tayo. Hey, I'm super pumped to be here. Thanks. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've been talking about doing this for a while, so I'm glad we're finally doing this. But 
I touched on a little bit about you, but I imagine the best person to talk about Ginger would be Ginger herself. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got into the whole travels mindset and coaching in general? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, it's funny that you would think that I'm the best person to like share my journey because sometimes I'm not really sure if that's true. Uh, but I will give it a shot, my okay. best shot for you, just for you and for anyone listening, obviously. Um, I So one of my big motivators since I was, gosh, I think 14, um, was to really like live in other countries and speak another language or two or three fluently. And so what I wanted to do, so I'm from the Midwest for context. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, grew up there, went to school at Madison, um, had left the country like, you know, once very, for a very short period of time when I was 13 um, and had an opportunity that I'm so, so, so grateful for when I was about 14 to be alone, essentially traveling alone outside of the country um, for about a month. And that was just as I was starting high school and it really reframed everything for me. It just like blew my world wide open because I just, I had this desire to create a life in Europe after that. And uh, that really fueled a lot of decisions over the years. And I know it's one of like most people's desires for their whole life or what one of those dying regrets is when you look back at your life and you haven't done it is traveling. And so that was a desire that I've had since a very early age. And uh, I was able to actually realize that desire and, and make it into a reality for myself by learning languages, by living abroad for more than three years, um, more than three and a half years, actually almost four years, and traveling to 25 countries by the time I was 25 years old. And um, it's just been a fascinating, a fascinating like discovery of how different and yet similar everyone is just like people are awesome i don't know if you've noticed that type, but people are awesome <laughs> no I, I agree i agree no wait wait so throughout throughout your years of travel like in your experience in life in all these countries what did you come to realize about people in general because you said people are awesome but i know you do this thing where you talk about the state of being um you know what mm. did you find i mean you define yeah. it as happiness peace freedom um but what was that yeah. what was that like experiencing people in different forms yeah, so I get what you're asking. Um, like, what what are the things that really connect us? And um, I, it might sound like a trite answer, but like, really, we're all looking for the same thing at the end of the day. We just have radically different ways about getting, or radically different ways t- towards getting what we want. And you know, what we truly want is love and freedom and peace, being at peace with ourselves, at peace with the people around us, in our relationships with the world, um, on all of these different levels, and one of the things that is so interesting to, to notice is like how different the the ways <clears throat> that people like utilize to get to these end goals of of love and and happiness and peace and and freedom like everyone wants to feel free right like no one's gonna tell you nope I really just I don't I don't feel like feeling free today I want to um, be imprisoned <laughs> right exactly I want to feel trapped today like have you ever heard anyone say that to you no, no, no not <laughs> like at all. we're all looking for that feeling of, of freedom and like that connection with them um, with the people around us and and you get that so quickly when you're traveling because then the more people you meet, um, the, the same types of conversations keep coming up in terms of blockages, things that are in people's way of getting to that place of feeling loved and free and self-expressed, like all of these beautiful things that really everyone in every culture wants to feel. Um, so that was super interesting to me and it actually led me into what I'm doing right now and that is coaching. And um, not only do I like coach people on their passion projects, like you said, and bringing those to life, which I love doing that, super fun. Um, 
But I also coach Americans and help Americans specifically to travel internationally and live internationally for the first time. So I'm, I don't know, I think we've talked about this before just in other conversations, Tayo, but right now in the U.S., only 38% of Americans have a passport. And that essentially means, and this is as of June, like super recent statistics. Wow, okay? that's, that's, that's really it's low. low. It's super low. So that means that more than half of the country can't even leave the country even if they wanted to. Right. Like they literally couldn't. And that to me is just like, oh my gosh, it's so sad. Um, and it's such a missed opportunity. Because if actually, if you take a look at it, the U.S. passport is ranked it's tied for the top strongest passport in the world um, with the UK's passport in terms of the number of countries that are easily accessible. It's 147 countries. If you have a US passport or a UK passport, you can access 147 countries around the world and like with basically no hassle or a visa on arrival. You might even not need a visa in many cases. And so people aren't taking advantage of this. Um, and, and it's really been a, sort of a discovery of mine to f try and figure out why. And maybe sometimes people aren't even thinking about it. Like, oh, I might, you know, I might plan a trip in the next five years, but I don't need my passport now. But what's interesting, and I think you might agree with me on this one, is just the tangible fact of having a passport, or maybe in your case, multiple passports, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, for third culture kids, you might have like two or three or even four. A friend of mine has four passports, and nice. she can literally go all over the world. It's crazy. Um, but it's a key that opens doors, like literally opens borders. And you can discover so many things on the other side of those borders that you would never even imagine possible. And it's this grand adventure that you can only embark on if you have that little booklet that allows you to do that. So I'm really pumped about helping Americans specifically, but people in general, um, to travel internationally for the first time for that reason. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing that a passport does is that, it, you know, people say they like to travel a lot, but, you know, they're going to do it in the next five years. But once you have that passport, it's like that one extra step closer towards actually traveling. So it's, it's like, exactly. oh, it's, that's the green light. So yeah. I'm curious because I didn't know the number was that low. Why, mm -hmm. as you coach all these um, first-time travelers out of the United States, what do you? Yeah. What has been holding them back? Was it? Do they feel like you know? I think there's a perception out there, and you know, probably is fair or not. That might be fair because mm -hmm. you know, America is where everybody comes to. Um, yeah. Is, yeah. Is that the idea that they have? Like they don't need to explore the world. That you know, people are Hollywood is here, all the music Sometimes. is here, pop culture is here. So why do they need to see the world? Yeah. Um. Not for everyone. So that is some people's reason. And as I've talked to more and more people over the years, um, specifically like the past five years, I, I've seen a couple of themes. And so a lot of people say, okay, well, why do I need to leave? Like, we have everything here. We're, we're, it's such a diverse landscape. I mean, in the States, you have everything from volcanoes to glaciers to, like, plains and mountains. And, I mean, I live in Colorado, so I definitely get that. <laughs> like, there's so much to explore right around, um, right around the corner, literally, for me. And, um, and that is great and beautiful, and I totally support and encourage people doing that, too. Because, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, the more people exploring and being curious about their surroundings and about life, the better. So whether you do that at home in your passport country or abroad, like, great, awesome. It's going gonna, it's gonna to enrich your life. Um, and what has come up in conversation with people is, like, this, this idea that, you know, either I'm afraid because there's so much unknown out there outside of the borders of this country where, you know, I, I know how things work, I, I speak the language, I have my friends here, I have my family here, um, I, you know, I know what, what places I can eat good food or, you know, what places to avoid, um, I know where I can 
go on vacation and have you know X Y Z experience. So there's a lot of there's a lot of certainty here, and then there's this world of uncertainty out there, quote unquote. And it often just takes a little extra dose of curiosity to get a person over that hump of of indecisiveness or hesitation to step into that unknown and and start exploring from this traveler's mindset, from this mindset of curiosity and openness and and just looking at the world as this big place of possibility. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. People are like, you know, kind of uncertain. They're, they're like, they don't really want to deal with the, the unknown necessarily. Um, so they'd rather stay in the place where they do know, and that's totally normal. Um, so the other thing that comes up, of course, and you're probably familiar with this, having talked to a lot of people yourself about traveling um, or living abroad, is, well, I don't have the time. Either, like, my employer, you know, they only give me two weeks of vacation, and I got to visit my family for one week, and that only gives me one week, and it's not really worth it because of jet lag and all of that stuff. Or, I don't have the money. And then that's where, like, the conversation really normally goes in this very predictable downward spiral um, that usually ends up in a place of, I don't actually want to take responsibility and prioritize travel um, for whatever reason, and that's okay. Just like to to have a person be clear on it's their choice that they're not prioritizing it, or they don't want to fully take responsibility for creating an opportunity to travel. Um, that's those are basically the, the the dialogues that happen. It's like I don't have the time, I don't have the money, um, or like I'm afraid, and like. They're all fixable. <laughs> that's the great part because you can always have like mental reframes, and that's where coaching comes in um, and looking for opportunities. And uh, Tayo, I know I shared with you, um, but I'd love to also share with the people listening. I created a guide specifically to address that third issue that people bring up: is I don't have the money to travel. And so um, you know about me, but I'll share it as well. the The majority of the times that I've been abroad has been it's been paid by like a grant or a scholarship or a work trade or working a full-time job or any number of ways I mean couch surfing helps obviously and I haven't actually had to pay for travel out of my own pocket very often and so it's it's definitely an option if people are willing to put in the time and look for those opportunities um, you know grants and fellowships and funds and um, you know the Fulbright grant that was, that's a big one huge one um, Anyway, so because there's so much out there, I decided to create a resource that's like 10 pages long. It's just a whole slew of opportunities for funding for international work, travel, and life. And um, I'll show you the link so that people have it if they want to like take a look at it and download it for themselves. Um, but it's, it's super helpful because you can just start to see, and again, it's like 10 pages. It's a lot of opportunities, but by no means comprehensive. So there are so many ways that you can get over that um, that hesitation because of financial reasons or money or whatever. It's just a matter of taking the time to do it and investing it and, and investing the time and prioritizing it. So, yeah, I, I actually would be curious to hear from you if you know of any cool opportunities that people can look at in terms of, um, yeah, finding funds for going abroad. You know, the funny thing is, is as, as traveled as I am, those things are the money thing is the worst thing that I'm at. I'm actually bad at. Travel hacking is not my strong suit, but. The resource that you have, something I will share. I have heard, I've done, you know, I've done over ninety interviews now with nomads, and it's been it's been a similar trend. It's it's whether it's grants, whether it's mm -hmm. it's. I interviewed a Fulbright scholar earlier, uh, like a week ago, or so, and she was going to Kiribati, awesome. Kiribati near Fiji, um, to help reclaim the culture there, and it, that was all fully funded. I've got a friend doing the same thing in Hong Kong, so. Mm -hmm. 
fine organizations that that do that. National Geographic does a lot of this type of stuff too. So it's from mm-hmm. based on my conversations with them, I can't say that I've done this personally because um, uh, a right, lot of, right. a lot of times I've almost had to do it myself. Whether because my parents were here or there, I just thought, oh, okay, we'll just go right. <laughs> go on that right. trip. So it's been necessary for me, but. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's the, a lot of grants, a lot of organizations. I, I think you're part of uh, Global Shapers. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so awesome the, organization. Yeah, awesome. and then, and the, you know, I just think it's it's interesting to see the the amount of um, globally minded nonprofits and, and things like that 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 would actually fund you if you you know come up with some form of. Uh, you know, mutually beneficial within. Um, and because people are always looking yeah. for people, to, you were talking about tapping to curiosity earlier. People are always looking for oh, people yeah. to help them do, you know, hey, I want to do that. Um, right. Uh, yeah. So, you know. But. Yeah. And one thing that I mentioned was like this type of work trade. So, um, if, for example, if you're any type of freelancer, if you have some sort of marketable skill and you can sync up with a company in a different country that you're interested in or perhaps you speak the language of, um, you know, you could, who knows, like the opportunity is is potentially there to offer your services in exchange for, let's say, a round trip ticket to XYZ city in that country where the company is located um, or even if it's like a small um a small nonprofit and they need, you know, pro bono help, but they're willing to like sponsor your travel. It's up to you to actually like reach out and find those organizations that could fit that and, and start that conversation. Um, but really, I mean, if you can like get over the internal blockages, like, Oh, I don't know if that would actually work or like, am I good enough to do this? Or, you know, like who, who's really going to want me to help like all of that stuff that's just that's in your head and like once you get out of your head and just like start living in the world and like taking action it's amazing what stuff starts opening up so that those would be my two cents yeah yeah bottom bottom line there's always an option um and and like you said there are are a lot of mental blocks that comes because you do you you filter um you know you straddle the two lines where you're, you're coaching and you're also helping people figure out the travels mindset Mm-hmm. You know, one has to do curiosity, one has to do, you know, both probably have to do with defeating that mental block where it's, why do I need this or am I good enough type of thing. But mm-hmm. I, I'm sure as you as you coach, you see that a lot of people are their own biggest enemies, right? So, Dude, so, totally. And you, I am myself. That's the whole thing that keeps me, like, grounded is, like, the reality check is we all have that same little voice going on in our heads talking at us like nonstop basically unless you're meditating and even (laughs) then it's like two seconds of silence and then something comes up um but basically like we all have the same voice like trying to keep us safe and it's a good voice it's really useful in a lot of circumstances um you know evolutionarily but in this particular case if you want to make something happen in your life and that voice is the only thing holding you back then it's time to just say, like, thank you for sharing. I'm going to set you aside and do what I want to do now. And um, and then just go do it and yeah. see what happens. It's an experiment anyway, right? It's it all is. an experiment. It definitely is. You know, and that's, you know, that leads me to the time I first discovered, you know, who Ginger Kern was. The amazing Ginger Kern was. I, I was I was in my room <laughs> and I came across your TEDx talk, you know, you know the key to living a life oh, of adventure. Yeah, was that how you found me? Actually, yeah, I have no was, idea. I'm very curious to hear. Yeah, yeah, it was in, the, in that Facebook group under the 30 change because I think someone had, had posted something, your TEDx talk, and nice. one of TEDx Brookings. And I, um, you know, I was sat there listening because uh, initially from the title, I wasn't sure what it was about. Then I was listening, I was like, Vit, just, just chalk my travel. <laughs> this is basically, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, you know, you said adventures and mind's accessible in every pocketbook. 
And why I love what you've said so far and what you said in the talk, which I will put in the show notes, is as well as her guidebook, is um, the fact that you you know you tapped into that curiosity, but there are many things you discovered about yourself and also the world and what that happened, uh, what the effect that had on you was really really instrumental. I mean, so much so that it is what you do right now. Mm-hmm. I am exactly. so, I'm so curious if you think that a lot of I mean, if you if you think that a lot of today's world problems would be lessened if people actually understood people more, or if people this is something passionate mm. about people stopped uh, making assumptions and and uh, living in their own you know boxes. Got it. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go deep real fast here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's all deep. Use your difference okay. to make a difference. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, <clears throat> So I, I, yes, I, I agree with you, and I do believe that, uh, or with what you just said, as far as understanding people better will likely lead to a world that you know is more inclusive and peaceful. Um, however, I will, in my own experience, um, I can only speak from my own perspective, of course, right now. But the more you get in touch with yourself first, and are able to get down, peel away all of the layers and all of the blockages that are actually keeping you from loving yourself and the people in your immediate circles. So like your parents, your siblings, the people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis, the people that you theoretically care about the most, whether it's a significant other, your husband or wife or whatever, and any sort of blockage to really openly and deeply loving those people that's what's holding you back from like loving the world more. And I know this is getting like like really touchy-feely, but like when you think about and feel into what's coming up for you in in your own body as like a fearful response or a stressful response or whatever it is that has you feel disconnected from the people around you, um that's the thing that's keeping you from understanding the people around you. And understanding the people around you and having empathy with the people around you, well, that, I mean, again, like we were just saying and agreeing on at least, um, that helps to lead towards a world that I think pretty much everyone would like to live in, um, more peaceful and inclusive. And maybe not everyone, but we'll get there. So as far as, like, where do you start? Well, you start with yourself and you start with the people right in your immediate circles. What's blocking you from fully loving them and fully loving yourself? Um, and, And sometimes it's like, we like what what's happened for me for example is like anytime i feel a disconnect from someone whether it's like i get angry at them or frustrated with them or whatever um i'm actually suppressing sadness like when i peel that back when i peel back the frustration or the the dialogue in my head about that person or or whatever has just happened like i peel that back that layer and there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And underneath, there's this like, there's this sadness there. And I don't think that many of us actually allow ourselves to feel sad. Like there's something wrong with being sad. But the sadness is indicative of, of that deeper disconnect that we actually are really longing to repair. Like we want to feel connected. That's like, that's our jam. <laughs> like we love that. <laughs> and when we're connected, then we're, we're like able to express our love and, ha- and be loved. And we feel held. We feel like desired and wanted and, and cared for and all of these wonderful feelings that make us feel like we're at home wherever we are. And when we get to a place where we can actually be with that sadness of the disconnect, whether it's, you know, manifesting as frustration or anger or fear or, or, or loneliness or anything, like when we can actually be with our own sadness, that's like going through that sadness and just feeling through it. On the other side of it is inevitably every single time love, every single time. And when you, when you get through that to the love, and you start acting and speaking and, and, and emoting and expressing from that place that's like so natural to us, then s- stuff just happens. And I just snap my fingers. I don't know if you can ha- hear that. It's like uh, really fast. I can hear <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and, and people just start lighting up around you. Because when you're coming from love, like everyone wants that. Like <laughs> it's just, it's this thing that we all want, right? Um, again, that, that feeling of, of, of happiness and peace and freedom and, and all of it. And it's just like sometimes we're really disconnected from it. So just to wrap this up, because I know I'm rambling a little bit, um, the thing that comes up for a lot of travelers, for example, to bring it back to the, the topic at hand, um, especially as far as going solo or living in another country on your own, um, is like we're afraid to be disconnected and we're afraid to be lonely. But the thing is, is that there are people everywhere. Like, pretty much everywhere, unless you're chilling in the wilderness on the other side of the world, there will be people there. And the way to like get through that that fear of, oh my gosh, I can't do this because I'm going to be alone or lonely is like, well, what's stopping you from communicating and really connecting with the people around you, right where you are, even, um, before you leave? And if you work on that, and if you transform that, then you actually have access to communicating, connecting with people pretty much anywhere and that is like that's my jam (laughs) so definitely like if people are really willing to do the work and like go through that then you just experience this feeling of of connection wherever you are which is beautiful and super energizing so yeah let's let's talk about the work there especially uh, as it pertains to solo travelers or any traveler you find yourself in another culture you say you're alone in germany you don't speak the Mm -hmm. language but you know you're going to be there for four months or something like that. Um, what tips do you have for someone to really connect with the environment and the people? And I always say this, get comfortable being uncomfortable, but that's yep. one thing to say that. But then what are the processes that actually uh, require work in that yeah. scenario? Okay, so one big thing right off the bat is that uh, you got to drop your expectations you have to drop the expectation that you will connect on your first try or that you will make a great friend in your first month or or whatever um, because it's like when you're when you're operating from this place of okay I'm just gonna keep putting myself out there I'm gonna put myself out there I'm gonna like be this like bright awesome loving person that I am and like whatever happens happens like something good's gonna happen eventually um, 
this is me talking. I'm like an incurable, incurable optimist. So take that <laughs> with a grain of salt. But again, it is a mindset. You can try it on. If it works for you, great. Awesome. If not, then just leave it. That's fine. That's like what I say about anything that I say. Um, but yeah, so when you're, when you're starting out and you're going to be alone traveling solo, whether it's backpacking or you're on an assignment for your company or <clears throat> you've taken a grant and you're going to be teaching English in Colombia for a year or whatever, that is the place where you get to drop your expectations and just keep taking action from that place of your commitment to what you want in your life. So, okay, I'm committed to having friends. So what does that mean? What does that actually have me do to to get those friends? And Well, it probably has me being, you know, social and like going out. And even if I feel weird at first or um, I'm not sure what to say or how people act in that particular culture, I will come at it from this place of like patience with myself and with the people around me, right? Because you're kind of like a baby in that stage. You really don't know like societal rules and you got to figure everything out anew. Um, and that's where like that endless curiosity and that patience really, those come in handy. Um, and again, not having an expectation of a particular outcome, like just being open to what actually shows up for you. Um, like what, ty what type of person comes in um, into your experience, into your life. And then, you know, if you find something great, then investing a little bit in it. Um, so that's the next step is like being clear about what it is that you do want when you meet someone really cool. Um, whether it's like a friend or who knows, like a romantic partner or a significant other potentially, right? Because um, all sorts of things happen when you actually start putting yourself out there. And um, as far as someone who's abroad, again, the societal rules might be vastly different from what you're used to. And so you're you're going to have to like really be extra clear especially if there's a language barrier <clears throat> about what it is that you're looking for and what it is that you're excited about and you know if you can share the stuff that you are really good at and psyched about um, chances are that people will be interested in parts of those things and they'll see where there's overlap with themselves, with their with their own lives or their own businesses or their interests or whatever and then because you're being open and being really clear about what it is that you're up to and interested in, that gives them the chance to then contribute to you and say, hey, wait, I know where you know you can find XYZ, or I know where you can find this activity, or this type of person, or this type of venue, or place, or whatever it is. Um, so just being really clear, like really clear, and, and expressing what it is that you want. Sometimes you'll have to do it multiple times, by the way. <laughs> People don't always get it at the first try, but that's okay. So oh, does that help? It's definitely a process. No, it does help. It does help. And And... The other thing I wanted to touch on was also being a female traveler. Um, mm -hmm. This is something I can't necessarily relate to. I don't know. Wait, really? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but do you have sisters, Tyle? I actually no, don't know this. I do not know. I have two younger oh. brothers. Uh, but no, I it's a lot of testosterone in the house in the Roxon family. But <laughs> but oh, your mom. I'm sure your mom loves you guys very much. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's the best. She's amazing. But. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, I have a uh, a lot of a lot of uh, female friends, but it's different from um, like sisters, though, right? It's not the same because right. it's like you didn't grow up with them, so it's like ah, well, you just met them when right. you were school or something yeah. like that. But to get back to this, as we go to this female traveling, <laughs> female traveling <laughs> is um, it has a you know with societal values, different cultures, you know, they're just different norms. Yeah. In your experience, what are, what are the best way to stay, you know, to just be aware of certain nuances as a female traveler? Yeah. So um, just for context for anyone listening, um, I suppose like the, the cultures that I've spent 
extensive or decent amounts of time in that are, are radically different from um, the states and especially different from Milwaukee, Wisconsin in particular where I grew up. Um, <clears throat> I would think that the most different ones were Malaysia and probably Cambodia. And then I want to also say in a way like Spain, um, even though, I mean, there's there's always overlap, right? Like, you can always find similarities if you're looking for them. You can always find ridiculous, stark differences if you're looking for them. Um, but in terms of being a female traveler, I found, um, I found that you actually develop the ability to set really clear boundaries because you have to. So a lot of times... Um, People will, you know, they'll give you extra attention, particularly if you look radically different from the people who are, you know, in that place, uh, whether it's a city or country or whatever. Um, so I happen, happen to have, um, like, decently blonde hair. It's not, like, super blonde or whatever. And I have blue eyes, so that makes me stand, stand out in a lot of places around the world. And, um, you know, there's attention that's directed your way as a female traveler in pretty much anywhere you go. It just it's gonna happen. And so I always tell my ladies, <laughs> um, especially if I'm coaching them, it's like, all right, you know it's gonna happen. It's totally up to you how you react to it. And you have all the power. You have all the power in the world. And just because someone says something at you or whistles at you or makes clicking noises at you or um, gropes you, you know, if you're in a bar at night or, or a club or whatever it is, um, you still have all the power. There is nothing, I mean, you, you set the boundaries. You get to communicate what is what works for you and what does not work for you. Um, you can also choose different tactics to address those sorts of like advances or um, you know attention that's like thrown your way. Uh, a lot of times ignoring it is just the best solution. It's like amazing, actually, because it's just like water off of a duck's back. It just rolls off. Um, it's amazing. Um, other than that, I would say besides like setting clear boundaries, whether that's by ignoring or um, speaking specifically to whatever attention is coming your way that you don't want, um, there's, let's see, I think there's a lot to be said for like, on the other hand, trusting people, and I don't mean this in a naive way at all, um, of course, bring your common sense with you wherever you go around the world, right? Um, for men and for women. But as far as trusting people goes, the, the overwhelming majority of people will actually want to help you. Uh, and this is something that I've found, like, bar none everywhere in the world. Um, I actually have never had a severe negative experience anywhere. Um, aside from, like I was saying, like comments being spoken at me, uh, but that doesn't hurt me. Like I have, I think I have like a bubble or something. I have like a wall where it just like whatever. <laughs> um, but I've never had anything actually bad happen to me. And this has been through, again, like more than four years living abroad, often being in cities, large cities, alone at night. Like for instance, Kuala Lumpur or London. Like going out salsa dancing alone, and then getting home alone, and like figuring my stuff out, and being able to. Like, well, one thing, so like a basic thing for anyone, really, men as well, like walk with a purpose, walk with confidence. Even if you don't actually know where you're going, um, you have the power to, and, and also show that power. Um, just how you carry yourself, it's a big deal. And I know it might seem like a really small thing, but uh, it, it almost gives you more confidence when you can, like, fake it until you have that confidence. Does that, am I making sense? <laughs> I hope I'm making sense. I, I, you know, I, I can only imagine you are, because I, because <laughs> I, 
because you can't really relate. Yeah, right? I can't. Yeah. I can't relate. But you know, a lot of yeah. what you're saying is you know, you know, walking with confidence. It's uh, it's definitely. It's very interesting that you say that because it's very very true. I, I lived in uh, Vietnam for a little bit, and right. and sometimes when you walk in certain areas in New York City or in different in bigger cities like you know Lagos, where I'm from, and Nigeria, there's a certain yeah. element of you know danger at a certain hour. Uh-huh. Uh, but it all depends on how smart you are and how whether you walk and who you you know you said trusting people right. whether you have a, a group of people where you can actually um right. you know, yeah you can actually find but it's i think it's you know i see it a lot i see the whistling i see the the you know the hey baby mama or whatever right. letters right. mamita anything any whatever language i think it's mamacita like technically <laughs> no i mean i fine you know look at me i'm mamacita all fun. that but I'm always curious, though, on the other side, because you know it's one thing to see it, and it's another thing to 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 actually be the one being you know, objectified. So, right. yeah. Uh, well, uh, the reason I want to ask you is because you know, in, in a foreign country, you don't have that necessarily safety of being in your own actual. Hey, I'm going to go home or call my brother or something like that. So, right. yeah. I think it's cool. You know, one one thing I would add, though. Um, you know, all it's it's great to trust people and all that, but um, the the pragmatic side of me wants to tell people that like you got to do your research too. Like, know the culture that you're going into. I mean, these days it's so easy to find that information on the internet. There are so many travel bloggers out there writing just so that you have a resource to know about the country or, or city that you're going to. Um, especially if you're a woman. Um, I mean, I can I can personally recommend my friend Lisa Eldridge. She's this wonderful British blogger, and she runs the site Girl About the Globe, girlaboutthegloba.com, and she's been to like 90 countries, most of them solo, um, and she's amazing. I mean, she'll write really detailed reports on like women's safety and cultural customs and things to watch out for and all of this. So definitely check her stuff out. Um, okay. Again, that's just one resource of, of many that people who are going to be traveling solo as a woman um, can check out. And the thing with like what you were saying before, of, okay, who can I trust? And, you know, going out um, or like in Nigeria, there are like these dangerous hours in certain places and yeah, totally. Like, for instance, I wouldn't necessarily even, like, go out at night if I were traveling in India, when I travel in India, um, or when I travel in uh, Bangladesh, for example. It's just, it's not done as a woman. Like, that would be really stupid. Um, so know the area that you're going into, and and be willing to be willing to be flexible with your own, like, personal, I guess, like, what you're used to. Um, because, of course, yeah, you want to you wanna be safe, right? And and you also want to have a lot of fun. And well, to have a lot of fun, you gotta like stay alive and stay awesome. So be careful and be smart, right? Like those are just super super basic things. Um, no, really no, trust, I, I, trust no, I agree. Back. Girlaboutthegold.com, yeah. right? Totally. Yeah, Lisa's awesome. Definitely hit it up. So um, yeah, other than that, I think that that pretty much covers like the basics of solo female travel there's more there's always more but i think i thank you for asking that i really do tayo it's um it's really cool that you're like aware of it and curious about it oh no i i mean like i my mom's one of my greatest role models um you know she's always been travel but a lot of the listeners out there whether it's the uid or readers they are female and i you know i get emails from them and i I always want to make sure you know you give give them that they're taken care of yeah because it's you know these these are uh, you know, as the host, I, I'm, I might not be privy to some of this information, but I don't want to be completely oblivious because I, I know there are certain dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just it depends. You know, you've got the Western ideal, 
and you've got the other side where you know um, you know women have to adhere to certain traditions and cultures. So I'm glad that you spoke to those things because um, you did it in a much better way than I could. So, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I hope it was helpful for anyone listening. Um, 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 and that that said, or sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just saying. I'm sure it was. Cool. Um, that said, though, if people have additional questions and they want to reach out to me, I just definitely want to make sure that people um, know how to. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there are a lot of resources on TravelersMindset.com. First of all, that's like the simplest place to go. Um, otherwise, reach out to me. You know, tweet at me on Twitter. It's my handle is Ginger underscore Kern. That's K E R N. Um, I think one thing that people will find as they start to think about actually traveling or living abroad themselves um, is that the people who have done it are actually very open and very excited to help people who haven't done it yet. Because we know like it is can it can be challenging and, and I know you you also agree with this, is like you want more people to have some of the experiences or similar experiences to what you have had, Tayo, because it's been so just enriching for your life. Like you just you you love it and you want people to like feel that um, that fire and that excitement about the world and exploration. And so, of course, you're going to be willing to help someone have that experience. Anyway, just my two cents. If you always <laughs> want to like, if you want to do something, like reach out to the people who have done it. Chances are they will want to help you do it too. No, so. absolutely. And that's a nice segue because I was going to ask you how, you know, where people can find you. But since you already Great. did that, I'm going to ask that again in the, in the second the penultimate question. But yes. the thing I wanted to say before we get to that is at the show at the platform we always ask how people use their difference to make a difference mm. how do you ginger use your difference to make a difference oh it's such a hard question because i'm like i don't know what my difference is um, <laughs> i guess <laughs> i guess i don't know like it's it's funny uh, i'm trying to think like where in what areas am i a minority right and oh, it's so, not even a minority type of thing. Because if I were to ask you, because I would think that you, you help people unlock their their life of adventure. You give them the key to to tapping into their life of adventure. I, the difference can be pertaining to them as a person, gender, sex, mindset, yeah. whatever. Uh, but one thing I really enjoy, right. enjoy about you is just the way you you know you just help people become better versions of themselves. Oh wow, that's like a really big compliment. Thank you. I, I definitely. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, then let's go with mindset. I mean, I I really, it t totally fires me up and lights me up to be able to help people with the, the things that are inside of their own heads that are holding them back from what it is that they want to create in the world outside of themselves, outside of their heads. And a lot of that has to do with mindset. So... Yeah, I would say, I mean, whether that's through travel or whether that's through, um, you know, a passion project like this, this man I'm working with to launch his book that will then, you know, the proceeds are actually going to a specific school in India to fund those kids' education. Um, he happens to be Indian himself and lives in the States, but that's beside the point. Anyway. Oh, I, yeah, I, I know just, the guy you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You interviewed him, didn't you? Yes. Neat. Fantastic. He is such, that's right. I totally forgot. I put you in touch. Yeah. Anyway. Fantastic man, and like that's the type of person that I so enjoy helping because it's just it. Some people just need that extra boost, whether it's like the right connection to the right person, to you know unfurl a whole slew of possibilities. Um, whether it's through business or relationships or community or whatever, I love people who or I love putting people in touch with people who actually like align with them, um, and then aligned with that, 
or tandem with that is the mindset game. It's like, okay, well, what's what's stopping you right now from doing what you actually want to be doing in the world? And like, how can we get you over that um, or have that disappear for you or transform it? So yeah, all good things. And hopefully that answer your question i feel like i need no, to work on the answer. No, no and i think it's great and i uh, i'm just going to close this before i give give you the chance to tell people where to find you is yeah. on your website you say when you have a confident resilient mindset and you know your values beyond a shadow of a doubt you can create your own reality i think that mm-hmm. encapsulates who you are what you do and i uh, you know i think it's very commendable um so i you know i think it's been the fabric of everything you've said today so i really want to you know, highlight the fact that you're definitely someone that uses her difference to make a difference. But thanks. Where awesome. can we find you, Ginger Kern? Where can you find me? Well, in terms of the coaching stuff, you can find me at gingerkern.com. And in terms of the travel stuff, uh, which also has coaching incorporated into it, and as well as the guide that you'll link to, you can find all of the travel-related resources on travelersmindset.com. And that's traveler with one L, not two, like the British spell it. Um, and other than that, yeah, there's the Traveler's Mindset Facebook page. There's Traveler's Mindset on Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the usual but do whatever platform you prefer. I mean, you don't have to like find me everywhere. Just yeah, find me, reach out. If you have questions, feel free to ask and definitely, yeah, check out the TEDx talk. I'm sure Tayo, you'll have all of the links <laughs> below this somewhere. Absolutely. So yeah, I just, I really appreciate you inviting me to do this. And I, um, I, I really hope it was useful for the people listening. So, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Ginger Kerr, ladies and gentlemen, thank you on. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.